0: This is the podcast that will help you connect reason to faith. What What does it all mean? Mind Mind. Mind. Mind.
1: Mind. Mind. made matter. 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 Hi, I'm Ken Green and welcome to another podcast, Mind Made Matter. In the world of Christian believers and those who aren't believers, no one is more vocal these days against God than the new atheists. The difference between the old atheists and the new atheists is quite a lot. In the olden days, atheists were quite mellow and not as vocal. Sure, you can believe in God and you're evidence for God, but I just believe something else. That was their kind of feeling. But these days, the new atheists are far more militant. And if you don't believe what they believe, then you're obviously stupid. It's run a lot like a cult by the leaders of the new atheist group saying, hey, you're either part of this group or you're an idiot. Now, if you are a new atheist and you're following the leaders, you are hoping that they're looking at every argument for God and researching it scientifically, then presenting their views. If you're a new atheist, you put a lot of trust in your leaders. In fact, need I say it, a lot of faith in your leaders, that they're doing the research, they're doing the work, they're doing the science. The reality is they're not. And I know what a whole lot of New Atheists would say. Oh, that's easy for you to say, coming from you who's a believer, but it's not coming from me or any other Christian. It's coming from their leaders. And when it comes to the New Atheist movement, one of the most well-known atheists out there right now is Richard Dawkins. In the clip I'm going to play you right here, Peter Boghossian sits down with Richard Dawkins. Boghossian is the author of A Manual Creating Atheists. Now, you know he's going to be agreeing with Richard all the way through this. But after these two atheists agree with each other that there aren't any good arguments for the existence of God, Boghossian gets hypothetical. Suppose God did exist. What sort of evidence could God give Richard Dawkins that could convince Dawkins to believe in God?
2: Given that the host of arguments don't work, what what would it take for you to believe in God?
1: What would it take for you to believe in God? As you're about to hear, they're talking about what would it take to believe that theism is true? If God exists, how could he convince Richard Dawkins that he exists? Well, I used to say
0: uh, it would be very simple. It would be, uh, you know, the second coming of Jesus or or a great big deep booming bass Paul Robeson voice.
1: um, LAUGHTER saying, I am God and, and, and I created. So he used to say that the second coming of Jesus or a big, booming, audible voice from God would convince him. But then he realised these things would not convince him at all. I was persuaded mostly by actually uh, Steve Zara, who's a,
0: who's a regular contributor to my website, richarddawkins.net. He more or less persuaded me that even if there was this, this booming voice and the second coming in clouds of glory... The more probable explanation is that it's a hallucination or a conjuring
1: trick by David Copperfield or something. Um. So notice, if God did speak, if Jesus Christ did return coming on the clouds in glory with legions of angels, Richard Dawkins still wouldn't believe in God because in his mind, a more probable explanation would be that it's all a hallucination or a magic trick. But you know what? They're not finished.
2: So if you 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 know, if you walked out and there were these g- globes that were spinning around that said, you know, I am God, believe in me, or the famous Krauss thing, you walk out into the sky and it spells out in the stars in different languages, I am God, believe in me.
1: So now we walk outside and we see a message written in the stars. The stars has somehow been rearranged so that they spell out, I am God believe in me, in multiple dialects, in multiple languages. Surely that would convince these guys to always go where the evidence goes, right?
2: Well, again, the problem is it could be a delusion, but the other problem is you'd have to rule out alternative explanations.
1: So there could be other explanations why a message about God in multiple languages was written and rearranged in the stars.
2: You'd have to rule out alternative explanations,
1: like the aliens. I mean,
2: you'd have to, how could you rule out, well, I mean, there could be an alien trickster culture or something,
1: huh, we're gonna get those little humans. Maybe powerful alien tricksters wrote the message in the stars as part of some sort of cosmic prank, really?
0: Clark's third law, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, magic being supernatural.
1: Richard is talking about Arthur C. Clarke's Third Law, the man who wrote 2001 A Space Odyssey. Clarke's Third Law states that any sufficient advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Richard gives an example. If you were to fly a Boeing 747
0: back to the Middle Ages, um, you would be greeted as God. So what's the point, Richard? An an alien visitation. Any, Any aliens who could actually visit us would have to be so far beyond us in their technology that they probably could manipulate the stars to spell out words or geometric forms or something
1: of that sort. Aliens powerful enough to reach us would also be powerful enough to write a message using the stars. So if we all walked outside one day and we read, I am God, believe in me, written in the stars in multiple languages, we should definitely not believe in God because that message could have been written by alien tricksters. So God audibly speaking to Richard Dawkins wouldn't convince him. Jesus coming through the clouds, the second coming of Christ, wouldn't convince him. God writing a message using the stars wouldn't convince him. So what would convince him? That couldn't be enough. So what would persuade you?
2: Well, I'm starting to think nothing would.
1: Nothing would. So even if God showed up, started blasting people with lightning bolts, that still wouldn't convince Richard Dawkins that God exists. And if you listen to this discussion, it sounds like Peter Boghossian agrees with him. If God exists, there is absolutely nothing he can do that would convince Richard Dawkins and Peter Boghossian that he exists. Why? Because they've adopted a methodology that is completely impervious to actual evidence, but there's more. Well,
0: I'm starting to think nothing would, which uh, which which is which in, in a way goes against the grain because I've always paid lip service to the view that a scientist should change his mind when evidence is forthcoming.
1: So did you just hear what Richard said? He gave lip service. Dawkins said he has always paid lip service to the view that a scientist should change his mind in view of the evidence. He calls it lip service. It means you say one thing, but your actions show that you don't really believe what you're saying. So for all his talk about going where the evidence points, he admits that when it comes to the evidence for God, evidence is irrelevant. So according to Richard Dawkins, he will reject any evidence for the existence of God. If God speaks to him directly, well, that could be a hallucination. If Jesus returns in the clouds right in front of him, well, that could be a magic trick. God writes a message in the stars through multiple languages, well, that could be alien tricksters trying to trick me. Notice the guy who has dedicated his life telling people that there is no good arguments for the existence of God is the same guy who says now he will automatically reject any argument for God's existence no matter how strong the evidence is. The leaders of the new atheism haven't examined the evidence for God and gone where it points. They've set up a methodology that is impervious to evidence to anything that they don't want to believe. Now if we wanted to play by those same rules we could just say the new atheists don't exist but of course the new atheists exist we just heard some clips from Richard Dawkins and Peter Boghossian what if we were hallucinating what if this is a David Blaine magic trick what if alien tricksters just want us to believe we saw Richard Dawkins and Peter Boghossian what if what if what if playing sceptic is easy my friends if you're going to reject an argument no matter how good or bad the argument is then the fact that you reject the argument tells us absolutely nothing about whether the argument is good or bad. You're just rejecting it. There's absolutely no science going on here whatsoever. In other words, Dawkins rejects all arguments for the evidence of God. What does that tell us about how good or bad these arguments for the evidence of God are? Absolutely nothing. Because Dawkins has admitted that he will reject any evidence, no matter how strong it is. God speaks to him, Dawkins won't believe. If Jesus returns with a chorus of angels, Dawkins won't believe in God. If God writes a message in the stars, Dawkins won't believe it. No matter what the evidence is, Dawkins won't believe in God. He's just admitted it. So when Dawkins declares that there's no evidence for God's existence, does that tell us anything? anything whatsoever, whether there's evidence for God's existence. No, it doesn't. And yet this is one of the guys whose followers trust him to do the deep thinking for them. Of course, if you explain this to them, they'll deny it. These people have been manipulated and conditioned with cult tactics so that when you show them what's happened to them, don't expect them to thank you for exposing a leader of their group. Now I'm not talking about all atheists here, I'm talking about the new atheism. I'm referring to the ones who've been programmed like bots to run around screaming show me the evidence, show me the evidence, that's no evidence, that's no evidence over and over again. Unfortunately, it's incredibly difficult to get people like that to see how their thoughts and behavior have been conditioned, because now their self-esteem is connected to their membership in their group. So criticizing their group is an attack on the source of their worth and value, which makes it extremely difficult to show them how they've been manipulated. Notice I said difficult, but not impossible. These cult tactics can be undermined and exposed. So don't you stop finding the evidence for God. There are some incredibly strong arguments out there. Cosmological, the fine tuning, archaeological, final causality, etc. God's fingerprints are everywhere for us to see. Well, my friends, that's another one, another podcast under our belts. I'm Ken Green. I appreciate you listening and I hope to see you in the next one.
0: Mind Made Matter is a production of 96.5 Brisbane and was written and presented by Ken Green. To find more 96.5 podcasts, download our app by searching for 96FIVE in your app store or get them wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Enjoy this podcast? Then you'll love The Secret Place with Derek Peters, a short devotional podcast exploring the unique meeting place that God has designed for you. This podcast will help you deepen your faith and better recognize God's voice as you meet with Him in The Secret Place every day. Search The Secret Place in your podcast app or 96FIVE for more content like this.